Ladies and gentlemen, friends and rivals, my name is Jared, and with me today is not Ian. It's my best friend ever, Anna. Hi, I'm Anna. I'm Jared's wife. That's why he said I was his best friend, because he has to say that. I don't have to say that. It was true before we were married. Aww. (laughs) We will be your hosts for the podcast. We are honored that you've joined us at our table. Here at the Game Table Podcast, we take a look at various board, card, and other tabletop games. We give an overview, provide our somewhat finely crafted thoughts, all in an attempt to give you an idea of how well it would fit for you and your table. Today, we will be looking at Fog of Love, designed by Jacob Jaskov, with art done by Cecilia Fosheim, Mike Hedgegaard, Lota M. Kixbuel Jaskov, and Jens Wies, and Weiss. published Weiss, excuse me, the easiest one, and I botched it. And published by Hush Hush Projects. So Fog of Love is a two-player rom-com or dating simulator. Mm. Each player creates a character, and then the couple is given a scenario and plays through three acts of the couple's relationship story. So the question is, will the couple get there happily ever after, or will the two dissolve into heartbreak? Dun, dun, dun! So before we get into our review tonight, I did want to just go ahead and introduce this episode format. Uh, So this is going to be called our two top review. Uh, We're going to be looking at games that we feel like play really well with two players. I know that a lot of people out there uh, like to play with their significant other or they only have one other person that uh, is as deep into the hobby as they are. And sad. So, it is sad. Uh, you know, we've gone through phases of life like that. Um, we feel for you. Yeah, it's true. So, but so we wanted to provide some options for you to be able to play. And there will be some that Ian and I cover too that uh, will be best at two players. But this, this particular, um, style, this particular, I keep saying style, style is not the right word. This particular episode uh, will be based on that. So tonight we're doing Fog of Love, which is a two-player game. But next month, which we when we do this again, uh, we might do something that's normally up to four or five players. But we think that at two players, it plays really well and smoothly and is a good play. Uh, so that's kind of the idea behind uh, what we're doing here. So, Anna. Yes. With that said, do you have... A favorite date. Yes. I really like my birthday, first of all. (laughs) And I really like our anniversary. Yesterday was pretty nice. My wife, ladies and gentlemen, she'll be here all (laughs) Nobody laughed. (laughs) I did laugh. There's no one here to laugh. It's a podcast. You pity laughed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, seriously. This is how our jokes go with each other. <laughs> We're much more compatible as board game players than we are as joke makers to each other. It's true. Jared makes really bad jokes. Yeah. Um. So if you're asking my favorite date, like with you. No, no. It doesn't even have to be with me. Just your favorite date that you've ever been on. Oh, Um. well, those were definitely with you. Perfect. So that was a setup. <laughs> <laughs> it was a test. <laughs> 
I really like dates that are active. Mm -hmm. So some of my favorite dates have been when we go hiking together, roller skating together. Ice skating's pretty fun, but Jared's way better at it than I am. Um, so too kind. Yeah. And I really like when we, this isn't exactly a date, but I like it when we play sports together too, which usually that involves a few other people unless we play racquetball or but, frisbee golf or frisbee golf. Yes. Yep. I think it's, Officially called disc golf. Actually. That's true, but neither one of us are good enough at it to really worry about what it's actually called. We have official discs, though. We don't have frisbees. That's true. <laughs> we do have official discs. I don't know why we have them, but we do, and we we uh, go. We have a good time. It's a lot of fun. So there you go. So, so what is your favorite date, Jared? So we, you and I, have a tradition where both of our birthdays are a week apart in December, and I set up the big family thing that we do with the kids and we go make a full day of celebrating our birthdays and then you uh do the more like what you and i are going to do for a one-on-one thing when we give the kids off to a babysitter or grandparent or something i always really enjoy those uh i feel like every single time you really nail it and we've done a couple where um ironically neither one of these involve board games but the one that you did where we went to uh, a a person's house to do to use their VR uh, for the first time was a really fun experience. And then when we went to the barcade together was also a really enjoyable one as well. And I think part of what I love about those, and those are just two examples of many times that you've really knocked it out of the park with that. But I feel like most of my life, I am the one that plans it out and makes the decisions and goes through all the details of it. And to have someone else who knows me well enough to be able to hit those details and do it well, uh, it's just really enjoyable. So those are my favorite. There we go. All right. So we're looking at this game, Fog of Love, and I will just say off the top, Anna, that I use the word game pretty loosely here. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and talk through the how to play and then we can jump into our normal uh, segments. So in Fog of Love, each player takes on the role of a character. That player chooses the character's occupation and their trait goals, uh, which is a major resource for the end of the quote unquote game. Uh, Then each player gives three features to the character they are not controlling The features and the occupation add to the various uh, six personality dimensions, which are going to be in the middle of the board. Most of this game is played through cards, but there is a board component where you're keeping track of various items, such as uh, your own satisfaction within the relationship. Uh, Like I said, the personality dimensions, Uh, the six dimensions that they have are discipline, curiosity, extroversion, sensitivity, gentleness, and sincerity. And there's a positive, a negative, and a neutral for each of those six uh, dimensions. There are also different slots to kind of keep up with the cards that you're going to be playing with over the course of the game, not from your own hand, but the scenario cards that kind of set up the act. And like Anna said earlier, you're going to be going through three acts. And the goal is to find out if you and the other character are compatible or if they are going to decide to leave the relationship. Players go back and forth playing cards over the course of the three acts. 
there are three types of cards. There's, uh, I'm going to kind of get the correct terminology right, but there's basically general cards that are not very risky, but not a very, very high payout as far as uh, making a shift on the relationship. Might be determining what kind of gift you're going to give the other person or uh, where we're going to go on vacation or things like that. And then the second set of cards are the drama cards. And the third set is the serious. The drama and the serious cards definitely give more weight to the overall relationship adds, as you'd imagine, drama to the relationship. And um, really, that is where the key decisions come in as far as where you see the relationship going. It also kind of adds to either the rom-com or the drama movie uh, vibe that I know that the designer's going for. So, uh, you, like I said, you go back and forth playing those cards. Uh, the game encourages you, as you're playing these cards, to role-play out the game. And this is what I was talking about a minute ago, where I feel like this the idea of this being a, a normal game is very loosely defined. The rules are very bare-bones. It's very much about going through this story with the other player, uh, role-playing it out, and uh, finding out at the end through there are points, there are things like that, but really you're just trying to go through that story together. In addition to the normal cards that you play, and again, those card those cards that you're playing will have experiences, conversations, likes, dislikes, fights, dramas, surprises, and even secrets. Um, but there are also a different set of cards that you're holding from the beginning of the game that are your destinies. Uh, at the end of the game, you will only get to play one of those destiny cards. And at the end of each act, you have to remove one of those destinies from the game. So you're, lo- you're limiting your choices as you go along. At the end of the game, you choose one to play, uh, but it's not that simple. You have to be able to meet the requirements of that destiny or you as a player lose. Like I said earlier, you have trait goals, you have various personality dimensions that you're keeping track of, and you have your relationship satisfaction. All of those go into play when you're looking at whether or not you are uh, compatible with the destiny that you have chosen. Those destinies can be anything from happily ever after to a couple, a relationship that the two are working together well as a team. Uh, it might be heartbreak where one decides to leave the relationship. It might be that one decides to change uh, who they are for the other one. And so there's all these different uh, possibilities and you might not end up with the same outcome as your partner. And so there's, uh, there's that element as well. Again, uh, mostly a role-playing game with a light set of rules to go along with it. But uh, we'll jump back over and talk uh, with Anna about things that we liked and didn't like and so forth. Anna, why don't you start us off? What are some things uh, that you really liked about this? Well, I mean, one of the things that I like is that it does involve role-play. I think that that's a fun aspect to it. I suppose if you really wanted to, you could play it simply as a social deduction game where you're trying to figure out what the other person wants and then you're trying to maximize your own outcome while you're trying to read them. Because there is an aspect of that, watching how your partner answers cards and seeing how they move the personality tokens to say, oh, they want to get this goal or they want this type of thing. And then you can choose cards that will either enhance that or sabotage that if you're going for a goal that or a destiny that is uh, wanting to break up or something. Mm-hmm. And so I think there there is a lot of social deduction to it. But for me, the role play aspect makes it more fun as well to take the characteristics that your 
given and try to make a full fleshed character out of it. Yeah, for sure. I would say that uh, just diving in as well, that to me, my favorite part about this is that it is a great tool to have a fun, uh, light role play session, you know, for people that uh, are not sure how to enter into that or they need help getting started. This will help facilitate that. I've seen experiences with other people where they were entirely afraid of picking up D&D and role-playing a character through that, but with a mechanism like this where they're kind of given the pieces to help build the character and then they kind of get walked through it, they were much more comfortable with that kind of scenario. Yes, definitely not nearly as complex as your classic role-playing games like D&D because you're only given like three characteristics and three personality traits at the beginning you're given a set of goals i'd say that's that's kind of how it worked for me because i had not played really any D. Mm. and i think the first time we played this game was let's see maybe about seven or eight years ago yeah it's been a while the game came out in 2017 and we would have gotten it right around that time because i remember kickstarting we demoed this game. it at yeah. a convention yeah, before it came out yeah not gen con bgg con Oh, yeah, we did do that. Yes, we did do that. I forgot about that. You're supposed to remember things when we do a podcast about the game. I know. (laughs) Man, that was a good date, too. That was a big surprise for me. But, uh, yes, we did get to do that. That was a big surprise because, oh, yes, because I remember, because I was telling you about how we had backed it on Kickstarter. Yes. uh, But it wasn't due out yet when we did BGG Spring. And they had, like, a promo version there that wasn't the full game, but we wanted to try it out. And so we we got it and tried it out and it was a little bit odd at first because, Mm -hmm. again, like Jared was saying, it's not your classic strategy, beat the other person up type of game. But we really liked it. And we've now, I think, played through at least maybe two of the expansions that they have out. Um, I think we played through more of that. So I was looking through the expansion list before we started just to kind of see. I'm pretty sure uh, one, two, three, four. I think there's like five little mini expansions with that extra scenarios, a couple extra co- uh, complexities. And I think we've played through four of them at this point. So yeah, we've we've played this game quite a lot. It's a really fun date night game, but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, coming full circle now that we've rediscovered our history, um, <laughs> I this was my first light role-playing experience and since then i have gone on in the last seven years or so to play D and to play mm-hmm. the star wars rpg and the genesis system and several different rpg systems and i would agree this is a good way for somebody to kind of get a taste and say hey is role-playing for me or not yeah i think that's a great point and that's so true um and as someone who loves D and being able to dive into that world I like it when there are tools like this where people can feel more comfortable at the table so they could take that next step if they wanted to. I think another thing for me is that I enjoy uh, building my character and learning how that character uh, could see themselves with the other one. Uh, So really getting into the mind of that character and it really did. It really did come across. I remember uh, listening to the video blurb from the Kickstarter, and the designer talked about how he wanted uh, to make a game that his wife would play with him because she wasn't really into games, but she loved romantic comedies and those dramas and that sort of thing. 
Um, and I could really see that play out as we went through the various cards as one of us would slip a secret under the board and you're like, what are you doing? Um, and it just, it really got into that, that angst, uh, that you want in a good relationship. Um, so that was another thing for me that I really enjoyed. Definitely. Yes. And I liked that there was that, like you're saying, when you're building your character, you're not necessarily knowing the character that I'm building. And so I'm remembering one time when Jared built a very outgoing, audacious type of a character. And I built this very shy, um, demure character. And so the whole game, Jared's putting all these almost innuendos out and compliments out. And I'm just, my character's just sitting there very embarrassed by everything and choosing just, you know, the least flashy option possible <laughs> from every single card. And we had to figure out, could those characters be a couple and work together or not? Because there, there are scenarios that where the, where the couple breaks up, Yep. but I think the way that we've always played yeah. it is we always want to see, can we make them work or not? And so it's kind of nice that there could be several correct options. And mm. so you could stay together, but you could have one person be more of a leader and one person be more of a follower. And maybe that type of relationship still works depending on how the characters play out and how they need to work together. So I think we definitely tend toward the staying together option and that makes it fun to work and figure out how do these two characters have any compatibility at all. Yes, you and I would rather lose than choose the breakup option. We have lost instead of choose the breakup option. Yes, yes. because that, we're just like, no, we have to figure, like, we can figure this out. Um, and it's not anything like the characters are doing. It's this thing that Anna and I cannot get past because we get so invested. It kind of feels like a puzzle, though. It does. Yes. It kind of feels like the easy way out would be to break up. And if we play the game right, almost like your uh, uh, co-op games, you know, mm -hmm. if, we, if we play the game right, we can beat the game and let these make these two characters be together, even though obviously they're not compatible. It's true. And it's not truly a co-op. I mean, you are working together, but you have your own set of goals or things that you are looking for, which very much makes it more of a... You, if you're playing the game as the game intends, you're playing this game for you and your character and hoping that this will work out. But if it doesn't, then, you know, that's life and there's more fish in the sea kind of thing. Yeah. And that's really something I like about it, too, is that there's more than one right outcome. Mm -hmm. You're not going for a particular ending. You're going for figuring out what the best ending is as you go through the game. There's several different ways to win, to win together or to win just yourself. Right. If that's what ends up happening. I also thought the scenarios that they came up with were pretty realistic and very fun. There's a lot of lighthearted ones like, oh, what kind of breakfast in bed am I going to cook for this person? Or what treat would he like for me to bring him at work? And things like that. But then they also got serious as the game progressed. Yeah, yeah they have a uh, they have a lockdown one where they like simulate you going through COVID together. Um, or there's one where both in-laws suck. So like you've just gotten married and you have to go through all this drama with the in-laws and all the things that they're adding to your relationship. There's a, there's a really fun one. I actually really enjoy and really enjoyed this and it's more complex, which is hard to say because like there, the, and we're going to get to this in a second. The rules are not very deep. In fact, it's weird because I think I make it harder than it has to be because I always go back to the rule book every time we open this up because I'm like, okay, I have to be missing something. 
because I want there to be more rules than there actually are. And as a serious gamer, that can be frustrating at times. Uh, But anyways, there's one called Paranormal Activity where the game, the, it it kind of gives you a chance to, well, actually I don't want to spoil the toy that one. So it I, almost gives you the chance to take these individual scenarios and to do a light legacy. There is it's light option. is the keyword, <laughs> but it it can come up. Yes, as a legacy variant almost. Yeah, that one was interesting. It very much it, that scenario can loop itself back into other scenarios. Is all I'm going to say. Uh, but if you are on the fence about it and you only want to pick up like one expansion, I would highly recommend that one. Because it's probably the most fun of the extra scenarios that you can pick up. Anything else on the things that you liked? Well, I'd just say, so personally, I think that we like this game as a couple. I think that we find it fun to play as a couple and fun to role play as a couple. It's fun to find characters that are different than ourselves and to play them. And um, I also have a secret that I'm going to share with you all, so don't tell anybody. Uh, sometimes <laughs> we're going to have no friends after that you share the secret. <laughs> sometimes we create a character and it's just so much like one of our friends that we pretend that we're playing one of our friends. So, and there's, and there's just really nothing like getting super invested in making sure that your friends don't split up in the game that you're playing about them. We work really hard for you guys. I promise the hardest. We really want to make sure that everyone's happy. <laughs> I will clarify. We don't go into it with the intention of being like, we want to create this person in real life. Um, Just if, if the boot fits. The boot you fits. Know? <laughs> you know, sometimes you watch TV and you're like, wow, that's my friend on TV right there. And sometimes you create a character in a game. And you're like, wow, this is that person. I didn't realize what I was doing. But we're always very kind to you guys. I promise. Yeah, always. There was only <laughs> been a couple of breakups. <laughs> I will also say, lost my thought. Oh, yeah. Um, there are a lot of different cards in the game um, as far as traits and occupations and various features for the other characters. So it it is very easy to go through multiple plays. Um, I would say we've done 15, 20 plays at this point. And I mean, on occasion, we find the same thing and we'll just throw it back in the deck. Um, but for the most part, we're always getting something new. I never feel like I'm playing the same character twice. Uh, which is great. So having that variability really does help in a game like this where you're telling a story. You never want to tell the same story twice kind of thing. It's true. And I know we mentioned a few of the more lighthearted scenarios, but like Jared was saying, the scenarios get more complex as the game progresses, which is very fun because it kind of ramps up the game. Just as you start to understand your partner, it gets more complicated and there's more complex things to understand. And I feel like it really mimics well as a relationship gets more serious and the increasing complexity in a real relationship too. Absolutely. All right. What about things we didn't like? Well, and this, it goes along with, um, like we were saying, sometimes it feels like us versus the game. Yep. Because you're only given a limited hand of cards and you've got to choose to play one each time. And then at certain points in the game, you can't draw from the easy deck anymore. You have to draw from the hard decks. And so there's definitely been times where none of the cards in your hand really seemed to fit. And so in those times, it kind of felt less like I'm exploring this with my partner and more like I'm playing against the game. All destinies against me and my relationship. 
But there were other times where the responses, just a few times, they they usually did a pretty good job of having varied responses on the card. Mm-hmm. So you could pick the one that most closely fit your character. But there's been a few times where I felt like none of the responses in this card fit my character. I think that makes a lot of sense. I well, I know that you and I do a home uh, home ruling that there's certain points in the game where like, if we feel like there's nothing that fits our character, we, we toss the hand and redraw. And that's not what the game wants you to do, but it also kind of is what the game wants you to do because the game's really encouraging role play above everything else. And so you want to be able to stay within character, but I don't know. It, it's a, me- it's a messy thing where, I understand the game wants you to work with what you're dealt, much like what happens in life. But there, are, like a, like Anna said, there are times where there's just nothing that really fits either the scenario or what you as a character are doing. And so I wish there was a built-in like once a game or a, a certain action you can take to redraw or something like that would have been really nice. So yeah, I think that's a great point. I know for me, one of the ones that really frustrates me, and I mentioned it a second ago, is the rule book. The rule book is super vague, and I get that that probably has to be the case for a game that's more about role play than it is about the game itself, but I think we could have added a little bit of structure here to make it easier for people to get up and going and just get into the game. There's a tutorial scenario that comes with it. I think that thing is not worth anything and you're better off just reading the rules as best you can and just diving in. And honestly, if you go through the rules once and you still feel a little bit confused, I would just play the way you think you understand it and just remember that the game wants you to role play and that's more important than the rules itself. Yeah, I'd say sometimes we got a little bit too caught up in the role play because one of the rules that it does have is there's several different chapters and the game will give you a more complex scenario and you have to draw from those more complex decks when you enter in the different chapters and you really do need to keep track of the number of cards that you're allowed to play per chapter. We have accidentally gone past that a few times, but it does kind of mess up the game if you have more time than the game gives you to accomplish the goals. I think that is limited for a reason. Right. Because if you could just play cards forever, then you would never need to play the destiny and therefore it would kind of eliminate the game part altogether. Um, So yeah, that's another great point. So I guess the only other thing for me, and this is something I kind of alluded to earlier, is that usually when I play the game, I want a happy and healthy outcome for all of the couples. But some of the stories were not intended to end that way that the game gives you. Some of the characters that we've tried to make be in a relationship probably are not actually compatible. And so sometimes it was actually better for the couples to split up or sometimes the relationship might work, but it wasn't actually a very healthy relationship. Maybe one person was very domineering and the other person was very subservient or, or something else that you would consider to be an unhealthy relationship. And so I know, I know that's realistic, but makes it less fun when you can't just have a happy ending for everybody. Yeah. I mean, obviously I get it cause I play the same way and it is, it is interesting. I don't know. I, 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 as we've been talking about it, one of the thoughts going through my head is, would we still love this game as much if we played the game as intended? Or is it flexible enough that because we play it the way that we do, we enjoy it that much. And if someone else wanted to play it more as the game was intended, they could love it that much. So I guess it's a pro and a con uh, in that way. But yeah, I, I, 
I too am at times forget that it's not a co-op and want it to be a co-op where we're working together to make these characters work. But anyways, I I think yeah, it it's a it's a valid point and it's especially and I know that like the point of this review is not for date night games alone, but when you are having a date night, I mean nothing kills the vibe faster than watching two people even fictional characters breaking up. So there is that. I mean, especially if you are those fictional characters for, you know, two hours or so for your or date if night. You've <laughs> created your friends and they've just broken up and then it's just really, no, we treat our friends so <laughs> good. We work so hard for you. All. <laughs> all of my friends who are listening to this podcast, I sincerely apologize if you're weirded out. Uh, that's all I can say. Uh. <laughs> so, I was going to say with your point earlier, though, yeah. that I don't know necessarily that we aren't playing the game as intended. I think that we tend to play a little bit more heavy role play version of the game. I think if you did make it be more about social deduction, then you'd be figuring out deductively what path these characters need to take. And right. I think the game is, again, very vague in the rules and in the way it's structured because it can be played either way. And so you could play it more of a social deduction way or you could play it more of a role play heavy way like we do it and I think either way is is fine totally a fair point absolutely well I think that's all I've got as far as the things I didn't like um, and you're shaking your head yes as well so obviously this is a two player game there is an expansion that would add a third player we have not played that I don't even know if we have that one if it came with a Kickstarter kit or not obviously there's no solo mode It'd be so sad if there was a solo mode. You'd just have to be all alone in romance forever. Man. Mm. Moment of silence. All right. Well, let's move into our grading and final thoughts. All right, Anna, what would you give this game? I'd probably give this game maybe a seven. It's definitely not my favorite game, but I think it really fits the niche very well that it was made for. Sure. In fact, I'd say it's probably, it's one of the games I pick more consistently for date night when I'm wanting something that feels more romantic and feels more connecting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because as much as I really love playing strategy games with you, sometimes it is nice not to just, you know, beat your face into the ground on our date night. Uh So sometimes it's nice to spend time gazing into each other's eyes and trying to figure out what the other person's thinking and what their goals are and if they're going to screw you over instead. So I'd I'd compare it kind of to um, when I go on a trip with my kids Mm. because I'm excited about the process, but there are definitely a lot of roadblocks I didn't anticipate along the way. Yep. And at the end of it, I think that was a really nice trip, even though there might be moments in between where I'm taking care of the kids and going crazy and having accidents along the way. (laughs) So I I get a similar feeling from from this game. That's an incredible uh, comparison. I think this game game experience, this experience falls very much in line for me, very in a very similar boat as Sheriff of Nottingham did. If you and I did not play this, I would not have this game. I, I'll just straight up. Oh, I, 100%. You have to, I think a relationship helps when you're yes, playing this game. If it was just two friends playing, I, I don't see myself enjoying playing this game the same way that I can with, with connecting with a significant other over fictional characters. 
Now, maybe that might be different for you. Uh, that's just where I'm coming from. Uh, you, the, the audience. So as a game, I can't give this much higher than a five. I, I think the game is bare bones and it doesn't really do much as a game. As a role play experience, I will put it in the seven and a half to eight range. Uh, no, eight's too high. I'm going to stick at the seven and a half because even within that, some of the game mechanics get in the way of the role play to where it kind of stumbles over itself at times. But when it clicks, it is a it is a really enjoyable experience. And obviously, we like it enough that we keep coming back to it. And I think that it's something that will probably stay in the collection for a while. And I would I would never like put it in a top ten or anything like that. But as a game to play with you, Anna, I think it's great. So that's kind of my five slash seven point five score. I agree. For me, it's for me, the comparison is a house project. Whenever we talk about playing this game before I've fully immerse myself in all the roadblocks that come with it. I am so excited about what we can do together and the kind of story that we're going to tell. And then just like in a construction project where you rip up the flooring and you realize there's three problems underneath, you hit many uh, obstacles in this game. But then at the end of it, you look back and you're like, I think I'm, really glad I did that. I know that I enjoy the time with the people that I worked on the project with. And there were times where this really was not great. Um, and so it very much a similar experience for me and how that plays out. Um, so that's kind of how I would view this game. Yeah. Just as you were talking, I was trying to remember if there was ever a time that we played the game that I didn't look back and think okay that was fun despite the the frustration over not having the right card or the roadblocks yeah. here and there and I think I do recall one time but only one time that we got halfway through a scenario and just quit because we felt like we were doing so badly I remember that game it was brutal it was so bad <laughs> and then we went back and played that scenario later on and it was fine but yeah there's only one time that it was so hard that we did not complete the quote unquote project Right. And feel good about it at the end. Well, Anna, this was a lot of fun. Um, I look forward to doing some more two top reviews over uh, the coming months. Um, I think we will do this once a month or so to kind of fit into the normal rotation. I'm really excited about that. Um, And then we'll get Faith in here as well for her uh, kids games reviews. We're still working on the final details for that, but know that it's coming soon. So I'm excited. Um, and thank all of you for hanging out with us and listening to our thoughts. Um, if you have feedback or want to give your thoughts on the game, we would love to hear from you. There are links to our socials in the episode description. Um, and like I have been, like I said in this past episode, uh, well, actually, it's going to be two episodes ago because Ian and I are going to drop another one before this. But uh, hopefully, by the time that this episode is dropped, Discord is active. And there will be a link for that for you to join as well, to join in the act on the live conversation. Um, if you would, please leave us five-star reviews wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Instagram. And of course, subscribe so that you are notified when new episodes drop. 
all of these heroic actions are immensely helpful in growing this podcast. Special thanks to Angie Santiago for our cover art and to you, Anna Snyder, who made the music. Until next time, may your dice rolls and your card draws be blessed and your experiences at the table be ones to remember forever.